if any pastor is sick or any problem, I have to go. So I had to go for two, two weeks ago to visit one of the pastors. Uh, he's actually in a, quite a big church here. So he's not well. So when they saw him and then was talking to him, prayed for him, and he gave a nice testimony. So we were talking about another one more pastor who is a bishop now. And that pastor is a few years elder to him, but they all stayed in the same area and uh, they were non-Christians at that time. But this pastor who is a bishop, he at that time already was going to church and he was already uh, a Christian. I do not know whether he was baptized yet, but he already believed in the Lord. So this pastor who is sick, was giving a testimony, and he said, um, you know, through that bishop, I came to know the Lord. And one day, it seems, they were near their place where this uh, high-rise, low-cost flats, that's where they were staying. And there was a stone there, and this bishop told to him, you know, that this stone, I can take this stone, and put it aside and start to worship it as a God, he said. And then, uh, but it makes no difference if I worship the stone because it's the same as what they worship. The temple was not far away. What they worship there, the statues. So this pastor who was sick, he got a bit upset. He said, how can you say that? We both go to the same temple. And that's where they will give all that food and everything. We go and eat that together. Then he said, you see, the thing is, isn't it true? But he told that thing that he shared with him opened up his mind. Opened up his mind. And he said, that was one of the beginning things that happened in my life that made me to start to become a bit more serious with Jesus. All the while I heard, but that made me to think, and through that, uh, that short conversation with this uh, person, he said, today I'm a pastor. As Christians, today my sharing is about the word of God. All those who have a Bible, can you just raise your Bible up a little bit? The Bible is very important for us. Very, very important for us. Before the Bible, first we come to know the name. J-E-S-U-S. What is J-E-S-U-S? Can you tell me a bit louder? J-E-S-U-S? Somebody tells us about J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. After that, knowing more about him, knowing what is, what is pleasing to him, to him and what is not pleasing to him, how must I live a Christian life and everything else. The next is what? Please can he carry that something that you have, a very powerful thing that you have? The Bible. And it is said as a sword. Yes. The Bible comes, becomes the next thing till the day we die that continues to guide us in our life as a Christian. And the word is so, so, so very important. And in my own life, it was reading of the word even before I went to the, even before I even thought I'm going to be a pastor. Even I was in a Christian family, 
but not really doing Jesus because of one accident and three months medical leave and not able to go out of the house because I have to use the crutches and one leg only. So it made me to just read the Bible that I had, which was just on the shelf with so much dust. Blow away the dust and simply open and started to read. And Jesus became so real. God, Holy Spirit became so real. I could feel, I could spend hours, I used to spend hours in the room like somebody was there speaking to me. Not an audible voice, but somebody in my heart, in my mind, I know is guiding me and making me to understand. And that's how I grew in the Lord. The word is so very powerful. Even up to today and every year you'll find that the best seller in the world is always the Bible. This is somebody, nobody can argue against this. This is true. The word of God is in all languages. So many people have given up their life just to go and translate. Given up their nice, comfortable uh, environment that they live and come to a hot climate and they stay there and some of them even die there. But the Bible is in every language because God wants us to know more about him through that word in the language that we know. And it's so beautiful because if I say John 3.16, all of us can read in a different language, but all of us will know the meaning is the same. Hallelujah! That's wonderful. Old Testament, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 1 to 12. My title is, The Effects of the Preached Word. The Effects of the Preached Word. The word of God, always when it is preached or when we read, it always has impacts on us. And you can find this in Nehemiah. It's very interesting. Nehemiah was a governor and Ezra was a priest. Now these people, the Jews, who got scattered and they were all taken as slaves to Babylon. And they spent there so many years that they forgot even the Hebrew language. And so they knew a mixture language known as Aramic. And they forgot all the, the Jewish practices, everything, the Old Testament law, everything they forgot. Now, there was one king who was, God put his heart to have mercy upon these people and gave Nehemiah to go and build back the temple. So these people are coming back. And when they come back, there is a great thirst in their heart. They want to come back to God. They want to come back to know the word of God. And that is the passage that we are going to read now. Please read for me. Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 1 to 12. Now all the people gathered together as one in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women 
and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from, from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday, before the men and women and those who could understand, and the ears of all people were attentive to the book of the law. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him, his right hand, stood Matthia, Shima, Anaya, Uriza, Hilkia, Maseya, and, and at his left hand, Pideya, Michel, Makishiza, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Mushalom. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen. While lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Joshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shaptai, Hodijah, Masela, Kalita, Azariah, Josabat, Hanan, Peleah, and the Levites helped the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God. And they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Up to verse 12. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, say to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portion to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted, and the people said, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to them. Very interesting we find here. The people, it was all about the people who were pushing the priests. If you read here, you see, they told Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses. That means they all there was a strong people pressure there. They all were hunger. They had a hunger for the word. They had a thirst for the word. And that's the reason why they pushed the priest and said, bring out, bring out the book of the law. We want to hear. And you know, they were living in a situation for don't know how many years where they intermarried. They forgot so many things of God. And now when they came and told Ezra, bring the book. We want to hear. Deep in the hearts, they also know they're asking for trouble. Today, you ask some people, come. Jesus is real. You know what they will tell you? If they're a good friend of yours, I tell you, my friend, I know Jesus is real. I know the word of God is real. But you know what? If I come, I can't do some of these things I'm doing. Some of these things that makes me happy, I know I, it's not right to do. So that's the reason why. But I tell you, I don't argue with you. What you say is true. Have you heard people who say it like that to you? 
Have people said that to you? It's true. Many of them, they know that it is true. They know that Jesus is real. They know that Jesus is alive and He is powerful. He can help them. He can give them peace. But they know it's a commitment. But these people also knew commitment. They intermarried. They know if they go into the law, the law is going to say, you intermarried. It's wrong. And they know a lot of things that they've done is going to be told that you can't do it anymore. But their hunger was even more. The thirst was even more. That they didn't care for that. There's always a risk. There's always a sacrifice. Whenever we, de- we decide in our heart, I want to come close to the Lord. There's always a risk. There's always a sacrifice. But I tell you, take, you take the risk, you take the sacrifice, you go. I tell you, the blessing is even more greater. Hallelujah. The blessing is even more greater. Don't fear. Because that is the best thing you can do. And that's where the, the fullest satisfaction that you can get. So many things in the world can give us satisfaction. But it's nothing like surrendering our life to the Lord. And serving Him and obeying Him. I tell you, nothing can be compared to that. Here in this 12 verses, you'll find that 12 times... People, people, people is mentioned 12 times. That means every verse had the word people. That means the people were so much in hunger. So much thirsting. Do you know Malaysia is coming to a time now? Do you know Malaysia is coming to a time now? Do you know our surrounding area is coming to a time now? Where there's going to be a real thirst for the word of God. There's going to be a real hunger for the word of God. I tell you, you and I must be prepared. Because when that time comes and when the people come, the people power will be so great that we have to spend more time in doing ministry. Do you know not? We pastors have to open up. Maybe someday we might have to have five services or seven services or ten services. Maybe stay here yourself. But we are ready. And you all also must be ready. I tell you, when it comes, it comes like that. You know, when fish come, they don't come one or two. They, that's the reason why in the English language, do you know what they use? A flock of sheep, uh, of, of, of fish, a flock of fish, a flock of fish. Huh? Ah, I just say that. <laughs> I know flock is for oh, say sheep. They say what? School. School normally is a lot, isn't it? They will come like that. When that hunger comes, I tell you, they will just come. And you and I have to give our time. Give our time to sit with them, to pray with them. And we find here, they take the risk and they come. And the hunger was so great. At the same time, you see, the Bible here says that they all assembled as one man. The version, does it say one man? In verse 1? They all assembled as one man in the square before the water gate. And that one man simply signifies their mind and heart is all one. They were united. They were united together. When people come together and they, that you know, the truth of Jesus opens up their heart. We all will stand on common ground. There's no arguments among us because we all will come as one. And that is what will happen. You'll find that 
God's people, when they get together, they are a very, very, very strong, powerful force. When God's people get together and start to pray, you know how powerful they will shake up the, the heavenly realms. It's so powerful. It might look down there like nothing. But I tell you, down there, so many things are shaken. And so we find they came united. They told Ezra, bring the book because they were so much thirst and hunger they had for the word. And at the same time, they were most probably could be standing. Maybe some who couldn't might be sitting. But I think most of them could be standing. How many hours, you know, they were there nearly about five to six hours. Because it says from daybreak to noon, they listened to the word. Daybreak to noon, they listened to the word. The word was read and they stood there and they were listening, hearing the word, listening and hearing the word. The word has power by itself. Today we have come to a time because everything is so easily available. The Bible is so easily available. So, if more than a half an hour, people get tired. In 45 minutes, they get agitated. You can see. But in China, you go, you'll find the Bible is so hard to get. I got a, a short clip where they showed one box of Bibles came. All of them ran to the Bible and everyone took the Bible and they're kissing the Bible. They're so happy that they got the Bible. They're so happy. I remember those days when only one Bible would be in one village and where there are Christians, they will tear the pages and they'll pass it. And so if you have finished, you just... Pass on to the next person, pass on to the next person. And that is how they got the Bible and that's how they read the Bible. So powerful. So powerful. The Word of God is living. It's living. It's so, so, so powerful. The people listen. And then at the same time, Ezra was standing on a high wooden platform, something like this. He was high wooden platform where he could see everyone. And everyone could see him. He was there. And they were listening. And as they were listening, they were also in tears. They were crying as the word went. They were crying. This was the response to the word. The word is so powerful. The word is so real. We find that the word can speak for itself. If an atheist takes a Bible, you know who's an atheist? Atheist is a person who doesn't believe in God. If the atheist takes the Bible, and the atheist says, I want to read the Bible so that I can attack the Christians, he can remain as atheist. But at the same time, the atheist is also human. You must understand. The Bible is all the recorded things of God. It is powerful because it can also come and connect itself with our emotions. We like it or not, we are also emotional people. The Bible also brings emotion out. The shortest verse in the Bible, which is the shortest verse? Anybody can say? Huh? Jesus wept. 
is the shortest verse in the Bible. But the most significant verse, because why must Jesus weep? Why must Jesus weep? But that's the shortest. But it's very profound and very powerful. It is so much emotions there. Jesus, who is the Son of God, who was in existence even before when He came on earth and was born. He was the Word. He was the creative Word of God. When God said, let there be light. Jesus was the Word. So powerful. And that Jesus who came in flesh, He wept. And so, whether it's the 80s, I know, many years ago, about 30 years ago, this, his name was Yusuf Rooney. Yusuf Rooney was an Indonesian. And he was a Muslim scholar. He was given the Bible and he was told, find what you can find fault through the Christians. But in the world of reading, the Lord met him. And Yusuf Rooney became a Christian. Even now he's still alive. He's still alive, but I don't know where he's serving. But at that time, that was a time I was in the seminary. And I remember my senior batch, they were sending some parcels to the family. Some, uh, some finance and some things and all that. Every jail he was put, they had to change the jails because he started to witness in the jail. And when he witnessed, he can only talk about his former religion. So every time he put every jail, he was witnessing people were getting converted. And his favorite verse, he says, the word of God cannot be changed. You can chain me, but the word of God cannot be changed. And that is how powerful, because the word of God is living, but if the word of God has emotions, the word of God has feelings, it can touch you and me, because you and I are also people of emotions, of feelings. There was a very well-known scholar. I can't remember his name. He has written some very powerful books. But he was a Pentecostal scholar. So when we were in the seminary, we used to have sometimes his invited guests. And he was there. He was there that evening. And there was one of my senior. He's always very, because he knows that we speak in tongues and they all don't. So he used to always make fun of us and say, you all are very emotional, very emotional. And so what happened was, in that evening, he gave a talk and after that, he opened to the floor. So this person got up and said, um, is Jesus emotional? He said like that. I think he asked the wrong question to the wrong person. Because he immediately turned and said, yes, Jesus is emotional. And his face I could see the color would just change like that. And he got so embarrassed and he sat down. It's true. Our God is emotional. We also got emotions. Of course, we don't go into too much emotions. But we must recognize that we are emotional beings. We got feelings. And the word can come and speak to us with feeling a touch at the right spot. And that is how powerful the word is. So the people were weeping. And then the people were reminded, the people were reminded, you don't have to weep today. Because that day, if you notice uh, in the verse 2, it says, the first day of the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month is always 
a day of the trumpet, festival of trumpets, where they will rejoice, where they will have burnt offerings. So when they were told, don't, don't weep, don't mourn, go, have some sweet things to eat, go and give to those who don't have food, be happy and come. That's where the verse, the word comes, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so the people go and they come back very happily. We'll find that the people, as the word was preached, they also started to interact to the word. They started to lift up their hands. They started to stand up. They started to respond by saying, Amen, Amen. They started to bow down. They started to bow down even to the, where their faces was on the ground. They started to respond to the word. Not simply just sitting there. And just simply listening. No. The word, like I said, he comes with the Lord of life. So when life comes and contacts another life, there's something that happens. That's why the people were responding back. In all this, I want to just sum up some important things that we see in this. How even today, the word of God must be very important in your life. End my life. You and I must be also able to prepare ourselves now itself. If suddenly there's some, like I said, they will come as school. When the school of fish, school of believers, uh, uh, non-believers, they just come in. They want, they have a thirst for the word. You and I must be ready to have some verses to share with them. Now itself prepare. Prepare now itself. Be ready. When the time comes, you go, can't go and search. Be ready with it. You'll find here, the first point that I like to say in all this interaction, even the Bible that we carry, when they bow down and they did all these things, they saw the word of God as truth and they saw the word of God as a person. This is the first point I want to say. Do you know the Bible that you carry is actually a person? Because the word of God is a title given to Jesus. Jesus is the word of God in the Revelation. We find Jesus is the word of God. So when we carry the Bible, when we start reading the Bible, when we start obeying the Bible, do you know we are treating the Bible as the person of Jesus Christ? The word of God is Jesus himself. When we start responding, that's why when a person newly comes to the Lord, we tell them not to read the Psalms. Don't read the Proverbs. Just go to Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Either one. Because that is where the life of Jesus. Know the life of Jesus. Because Jesus is, the, the word is living. It's powerful. So it's a person. They saw as the word was read, they saw the person of, maybe they didn't know at the time Jesus, but they saw God there. They saw God. The word of God is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. God himself, that is his word. And that's the reason why the Bible is so important for you and me. And all of us, we got education in these days, everywhere, any language, somehow they have the education to understand the language. Whether it's Tamil, whether it's Chinese, 
they can understand the language, they can understand it's good enough. And through that, you and I can come to know our God. So, treat the Word of God as a person. When you're reading, when I'm reading, I have to sit, you have to sit and see that you are talking with Jesus. You're talking with God. And when we see that, it's totally different. Of course, then the next thing you'll ask is, what about some of the weakness of some people? That is all the history that is recorded in the Bible for us to just tell one thing. Don't do that mistake that they did. Don't do the mistake that they did. Because God who is a holy God, the Bible is a holy Bible, but God is dealing with not holy people. People who can still fall in sin. That's the first thing. You know Tozer, A.W. Tozer, Tozer was not that educated, but a man who really had the heart for God. It seems he used to read the Bible kneeling. He will be on his knees, don't know for how many hours, and he'll be reading the Word of God. That is how he read the Word of God. Because the Word of God, as he did that, God gave him so much understanding about himself. One of the best books of Tozer is The Pursuit of God. And he says that, he seems when he was writing that book, he wrote a lot of books. But that particular book when he was writing, there was a lot of family problems. His daughter was giving a lot of problems. There was no details. But he was having a lot of problems. And that is the time the best book com comes about God. The most difficult time that you have in your life, the most difficult time when you spend your time in the Word of, word of God, you'll find that is the, that's the time the best thing will come out of it. The result will be something very good will come out. An understanding of God will come something that you never, never, ever had. It will just come out at that time. So powerful. The response you find that when the word of God is treated as a person, you'll find that the response of the people will always be, what must I do? What must I do? When Peter gave his first sermon, and after the message, the people all were, their hearts were convicted. The first thing they say is, what must I do? What must I do? You see, what I have done all this while, Maybe could have been something that was of no use, which could, uh, brought a lot of problems to me. But at least it's not late, because now I can come to the Lord and say, what must I do? And God can put things right again and give all the blessings that I've lost, he can give. The second thing that we find is, the word of God always moves us into humility. The people put their faces to the ground. The more you read the word of God, the word of God becomes like a mirror. The book of James, when you read and see, James says very clearly that a mirror, James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25. Please read for me. James 1 verse 22 to 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. 
Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do we find it like a mirror how many of us down here as we are sitting here can you remember your face a immediate show of hands i would like to see how many can now remember your face eh i'm the only one can you remember your face now how many you can remember your face is it not everybody carried your hands and it's true even i also now everything how my face looks like the face is more for you actually my face is more for you your face is more for me true or not but here it says that the word of god as we read the word of god will start to show how it will be if i go in front of the mirror but the mirror shows the face of pastor b something is wrong with my mirror in my house Hey, no, no, no! How can it show Pastor Abi? Then again, I go back to the mirror. He shows back again, Pastor Abi. Can't. The Word of God, also as we read, it only shows our life. It shows the faults that are in our life. It through that that we can do a correction. The Word of God is like a mirror, and it also shows if there's pride coming into our life. It shows. It shows. there where we can with the help of the holy spirit correct ourselves and bow down that means humble ourselves the one who humbles himself will be raised up god's law is very different its principles are very different from the principles of the world in the world when you see a person who's powerful recognize you see you will have a lot of people and a lot of people bow down before him but jesus says totally the different If you want to be a leader, you humble yourself. And Jesus was a perfect example. Why must he go and wash their legs? No reason to wash their legs, but just to show this is how leadership is practiced in the kingdom of God. It's totally different. One of the reasons why is because if we don't humble ourselves, two horns will start growing. The horns of pride. He seems they put up a statue. I don't know how many of you would have read in a, I don't somewhere in the states of the of the devil Satan in a big city square. Those people set up their churches, registered churches. They go all out, get the money, and all the money is going to use just to do things opposite to God's law. God's law says no abortion. They want to use all the money to support those who want to go for abortion, just against. And they are so fervent in what they are doing. They got their Sunday school, and they teach their children lawlessness, rebellion, just opposite, because they just want to stand opposite. If they can be so sure of what they are doing, 
how sure and how much must we be doing whose God is real? True or not? That's the reason why, see, within us, the zeal of the Lord must come up. Because when we do that, we can bring as many people to heaven, to be with Jesus. And here we find the respond, the word, what it does is, it, it moves us to respond to humility. And the next that it does is, it brings us into obedience. When the people were told, stop crying, because it's a day of a festival to rejoice. The people immediately listen. Obedience is one of the very important things that the word of God teaches us. The more we read the word and more we start to put it into practice, it teaches us how to obey God. The very first sin in the Garden of Eden, what was the sin? The sin was not eating the fruit. The more important to that is not obeying what God said. God said, don't eat. But instructions were not followed. Last week, Pastor Joseph gave a very good sermon. He said about the instructions. It was very clear for Paul and uh, Barnabas, they were the ones who were separated by the Holy Spirit. But they brought in Mark and it caused a lot of problems. Instructions, very important for God. Instructions are so important. Obedience is so very important. And the Bible teaches us how to be obedient. But today, the school that is outside teaches and says, No. Why must you listen? Why must you listen to the law? No. You are the boss. You can do anything you like. But do you know, a life like that will finally lead to destruction. Because there's no rules followed. Then we find that actually the word of God moved them into ministry. Before that, can you please read for me Numbers 29, verses 1 to 6. Numbers 29, chapter 29, verses 1 to 6. It talks about the feast of the trumpets. Numbers 29, verses 1 to 6. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do, not, you shall do no customary work, for you, for you it is a day of blowing the trumpets. You shall offer a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord. One young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. Their grain offering shall be fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram. And on the tenth for each of the seven lambs, also one kid of the goats as a sin offering to make atonement for you. Besides the burnt offering with its grain offering for the new moon, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering, and their drink offerings, according to the ordinance, as a sweet aroma and offering made by fire to the Lord. On the tenth day of this seventh month, you shall have holy convocation. You shall afflict your souls. You shall not do any work. You shall, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord as a sweet aroma. One young bull, one ram, 
and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. Their grain offering shall be of fine flour mixed with oil. Three-tenth of ephah for the bull, two-tenth for the one ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also one kid of the goats as a sin offering. Besides the sin offerings for atonement, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings. Okay. There's a lot of things there. But you'll find that actually detailed of how to be happy, have good food, give offerings to the Lord, good food. Because you find that the same thing is said here. They were, the people were told, Damia said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sac- sacred to, the, to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want to tell you the word of God also teaches us how to be joyful. Do you think our God is humorous at times? How many of you think he's humorous at times? I find many a time our God is humorous. He makes me to laugh. He makes me to be happy because you find that it's not strict law and 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 no. He makes me joyful. He makes me joyful. And we find that the word of God, they went and they had, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Then the next point that we see is, the family each got together. And they, the word of God would actually motivate you and me to do ministry for God. It will motivate you and me to do ministry for God. In the book of Acts, we'll find that in three places in the book of Acts, you'll find that the word of God, this is how it is described. I will read this for you. You can take down the verses. First verse is Acts chapter 6 verse 7. It says, the word of God spread. Okay. How do we understand spread? Okay, let's play a game. If I tell spread, what do you think of immediately? Do you think of breakfast? Do you think of bread? Do you think of butter? Do you think uh, any other things that you want to put? And then next is what you'll do. Put then. What you'll do? Spread it. Okay. The first word we find here, the word of God spread. The word of God, like I said, is living and powerful. Nobody has to help and assist the word of God because it is the inspired word of God. It will spread on its own. Those hearts who are thirsty, you'll find that the word will spread. You see, it doesn't stop there. In the book of Acts, we find that the next, we must understand, eh? We are also from the early church. And the same Holy Spirit who came on the day of Pentecost is the one who is with us. If that happened in the early church, it can happen here in Good Shepherd. It can happen in Malaysia. Hallelujah. It can happen here. I want to, I want to challenge every one of you. It can happen here. The second in Acts itself, chapter 12 verse 24 says, Word of God 
continued to increase and spread. The first one was what? The word of God? Just spread. Now, the second one is what? The word of God continued to increase. Started to increase and and it didn't stay. The word of God cannot stay stagnant in the place. Do you know or not? It's not stagnant water. It moves. It started to increase and it's spreading. You look at the third one. It's so powerful. Third one is found in Acts chapter 19 verse 20. The word of God spread widely and grew in. What your version says? Grew in? I cannot hear. Grew in? Power. The word of God spread widely now and grew in power. This is the word of God that you're holding in your hands. Do you know this is the word of God that you're holding in your hands? How powerful is it? What's the potential of the power there? It's so, 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 so powerful. Beyond description, I want to tell you. The first says, the word of God spread. The second verse says, the word of God continued to increase and spread. The third one says, the word of God spread widely. And not only just spread, this time what? It started to go in power. Today, the word of God is power. We use the word of God. We pray for someone. Even today, I prayed for a few sisters here. They're having one of the boys who came when he was young. Hot water poured on him. And they showed me the scar. He's a form two boy. And the whole body at the back, the skin is all the burnt mark. Even now, he's having the pain. And so the hospitals have said you must do a skin graft and all these kind of things. He's in pain. But when I pray, or any of our pastors, or even you if you pray, what, on what ground do we stand and pray? We stand in the name of Jesus. We stand on the promises. Jesus said, by his stripes, we are healed. Just stand on the promises and pray. I don't care. Whether it happened, doesn't happen, but I know God will do it because He said it, said it so. If He said it so, it will happen. And where was that word recorded? It's recorded in the word of God that I have. That is the word of God. If your Bible has been sleeping in the house all this while, let the sermon shake you up a little bit today. Go back and take back your Bible. Go back and start reading. You want to go back to the basics? Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and start to read. When you read, just tell this one simple thing. Tell Jesus, I want to know more about you. We sang one song, isn't it? I want to know you more. I want to know more about you. God, Holy Spirit, please reveal to me, I want to know more about Jesus. And I tell you, when you start reading, even small, just one or two words will start to open up to you. And you will start to know more about Jesus. The more you know about Jesus, I tell you, there's healing, there's blessing coming into your life. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand? The Lord is here. The Lord is here. God's word is so, so, so powerful. So powerful. Father, We are gathered here in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Father God, we believe. You sent your son, O oh Lord. Yes, O oh Lord. And even your son, O oh Lord, yes, O oh Lord, quoted the word of God when he was tempted by the devil. Yes, O oh Lord. He quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. And every time, O oh Lord, he silenced the Lord, Satan, by quoting the word of God. Lord, we stand before you and say, please forgive us. Because, Lord, we have just not taken your word, O Lord, that seriously, O Lord. And if we have done that, please forgive us. And help us, O Lord, to take back your word. Yes, O Lord. Take back your word, for your word is powerful, your word is living. Yes, O Lord. And there is a great thirst, O Lord, that is being stirred, O Lord, for your word. A great hunger for your word, O God, yes, O Lord. And we want to be people who are ready, O Lord, with your word. Yes, O Lord. Yes, O Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Lead us, O Lord, through the rest of the service. Just stand prayerfully. God, Holy Spirit is here. God, Holy Spirit is here. i 
Lord, come and touch us, God. Yes, Lord. Remove the dryness, Lord. Remove the dryness. We want a fresh touch. We want a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. When as you're standing here, yes, expect a fresh touch. Ask the Lord for a fresh touch. Tell because God never gives us things that are stale. He will always give us fresh. You ask and He will give you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Lord, let the Bible reading be different from today onwards, Lord. That when we open the Bible and we read, yes, Lord, 
especially when we are reading the gospels oh lord matthew mark and luke and john yes oh lord speak to us and if we are reading the book of acts oh lord god holy spirit yes oh lord convict convict speak yes oh lord stir up oh lord our inner man stir up our inner man oh lord even as we stand here we ask you to stir up our inner man yes oh lord let our spirit man arise 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 yes oh lord the body is weak but the spirit is willing the spirit man let it arise god holy spirit pour out the lord fill us the lord fill the lord this vessel every one of us we stand like a vessel oh lord yes oh lord fill us oh lord through the brim and overflow oh lord with the holy spirit god holy spirit come and fill we need more we need more of you 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 god holy spirit oh yes oh lord yes oh lord fill us oh lord Yes, the Lord. Oh, Lord, 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 touch every one of us we need your touch we need your touch receive receive the touch of the lord receive the touch of the lord jesus christ receive the touch of the lord jesus christ receive the touch of the lord jesus christ he's touching you he's touching you yes you are refreshed you are refreshed with the fresh anointing of the holy spirit father we want to thank you lord thank you that you love us so much that you gave us the word yes oh lord the powerful word of god yes oh lord we want to commit every person here every person lord yes oh lord yes oh lord even as we leave this place and go yes oh lord that your powerful presence will always be with each one of us oh lord yes oh lord we can't see your presence but we can know your presence oh lord we can know yes oh lord we want to thank you for this day thank you for your word we pray for those who are sick yes oh lord we take authority and rebuke whatever the sickness whatever the pain we rebuke it and cast it out in the name of jesus and lord by your stripes we are healed yes oh lord we command healing right now receive receive your healing in the name of jesus Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.